that sucked. <laughs> there we go. Little flaxseed stuck in my gullet, I believe. So, good morning, my friends. It looks like a beautiful, sunshiny, bright, bright, sunshiny day on the Dr. Drill Making Motivation podcast. It's the 14th of August, 2020. Friday. Thank fucking God. Been a good week. Been a pretty decent week. Um, Overall, got, of course, always some shit going on near and far. You know, people that you know that uh, got some strife and struggle and heart goes out to them, try to help them however you possibly can. My wife said as we were leaving, she said, oh yeah, such and such, talk to talk to such and such, and she said that he's, uh, you know, having weakness in his hand, or uh, such and such, his husband, you know, feels sick and went to the hospital and came back and passed out and cracked their head on a table. Like, people got shit going on, man. I'm trying to figure out what what percentage of the time it is the coronavirus or the accompanying hysteria. You know, just wigging people out. It's fucking with us. Um, makes me makes me wonder you know what the fucking deal is it makes me want to reinforce like any work that I do whether it's in my office or the teaching or I'm just going to come right out of the shoot and just say what everybody's thinking which is that you know we need to fucking give each other a break right now man just if I screw up if I uh, if you screw up my God, this fucking Peter at the at the landscaping um, at the la- I was just gonna say if people screw up or if they have a bad day, give them a pass. Yeah, I've said that before. This guy at the fucking landscaping place, he's got a big truck up on God knows crazy lift. Probably needs a step ladder to get into the friggin' truck, and he normally has a Trump flag, well now he's got a new one that says a hero will rise a hero will rise and it's got a friggin picture of Trump on this flag are you fucking kidding me with the hero thing, you know it's. I was reading a thread yesterday last night and it was talking about um, it was it was on like a philo- uh, philosophical page, so People don't necessarily feel any constraints to uh, <clears throat> to root for one politician or the other. In fact, on this page, I would think, and I have observed that most of the time, people really give a little extra thought into what they're going to write, how they're going to interact because of that. Because it's so typical to have people back and forth across the political divide, right? But this person said, "Why do people hate Trump so much?" 
trying to figure that out. And, you know, this one guy, of course, comes out with all the hellfire and brimstone. He's a scumbag. He's screwed around on every business deal, on every wife. And he's a liar. And all these things that, you know, have some basis in truth. But they are... The thing is, we're used to a little bit more of a nuanced political discourse where... You know, we make fun of this politician or that. Oh, George Bush can't even talk. Look at him. The way he said that, the way he responded in this situation, he's stupid. You know, or Dan Quayle this, or, you know, uh, Barack Obama, I can't believe it. See what he said today, what he's even talking about. With Trump, it's not subtle. I mean, he's... It... And he, he is such a liar. Like, every day he comes out and says something fairly outrageous that, you know, we're in other circumstances, the political opposition might hope that the incumbent or whoever's in charge that they're opposed to would say something so they can jump on it. Every little, every little thing. Nitpicky. Being nitpicky with folks. Well, with Trump, he does it so much that we're almost desensitized to it. We're almost desensitized to it, man. We fucking... uh, It's so regular that that's him, and that's the norm. And that's another bizarre thing about this virus, is that I'm going to pass this guy in the fucking right. I got to do it. (laughs) Like a goddamn rocket ship, bitch. Sorry, Mr. 18-wheeler. 18 wheels and a dozen roses. Ten more miles on a four-day run. A few more songs on the old something radio. And he'll make it back to his home and the woman he loves. I ain't got time to wait on you at the fucking red light, 18-wheeler shift through about 20 gears while I just hit it in automatic and wow so it's not subtle with Trump he's a fucking bozo he's a liar he's not a smart man and this is all a big media fucking facade anyway I don't see talking about a hero will rise listen this guy he might not be the devil He might not be the devil, but he is certainly no fucking hero. If there was a spectrum left to right, like a meter, hero versus villain, he is nowhere in the middle. He sure as fucking hell ain't a hero, my friends. Damn, man. He's a dumb motherfucker. He's a liar. He's a historic cheat in every way. So you can't trust somebody like that. At all. You know, it's all politicians. No, man. He's just fucking dumb. He's not like your regular guy that you can connect with and he's unfiltered. I mean, come on. I'm unfiltered. You don't want me to be president of the United States, right? So there's that. Politics aside, 
shift gears here. I was listening to this uh, podcast last night. <clears throat> I've been listening to the compiles, like uh, Bill Moyers interviewing Joseph Campbell. So, you ever heard of Joseph Campbell? Uh, this guy is fucking awesome. Again, he's a scholar who studied comparative religion and um, myth across time, and he, he's just got some wisdom to his credit, he's long deceased, I believe, but a absolute genius, and makes you wonder about the world, so he's describing things, and I'm like, wow, this is tremendous, so some of the things that he said, he's talking about, Native American and Polynesian myths, like, so these places uh, geographically could not be further apart and yet way back from way back we have these myths about these creation myths essentially and they're about uh, creation of the world and fertility and and food and all this shit so between Native American and Polynesians creation myths um, in both of these myths these stories a human is sacrificed. There's one where it was like a, a Hawaiian maiden or princess or whatever, and she would go bathe in this in these uh, pools daily. And while she's hanging out there uh, cleaning up, there was this eel that came around, and it would go all around her and swim around and rub itself against her, and then it became this this man. And they became lovers and uh, said that, uh, that he he said, well, the next time that that you see me, I want you to kill me and take my head and bury it. (laughs) Crazy, right? But it's like a sacrifice thing. So there's love and the embodiment of of love and creation and a crazy story um, that this guy is supposed to be killed, so she does, she kills him, she cuts off his head, and she buries it, and from it, a huge palm tree grows, and that palm tree grows really tall, and it produces coconuts, coconut palm, and you go up the tree, and you see that the coconuts have these little eyes on them, this little whatever they are, the defects that you would see on a coconut that's about the size of a head, and it's got these features on it that make it look like a head, and so this is where um, the birth of the world, or, or culture, or civilization comes from, and holy shit. In another one, it was a Native American story, talk about something similar where this guy was killed, had to be killed or sacrificed, and they buried him, and uh, a corn stalk grew. So this is the birth of maize, which is the Native American uh, term for corn. This is how their agriculture started, where apparently the guy, it was, I remember what it was, this young man, his father was a hunter, and the whole family depended upon him, and he couldn't something happened, he couldn't hunt anymore, and so, uh, father told son, all right, well, you know, 
when I die, bury me and do something, have a little ceremony, and up from that came corn, and corn helped feed the civilization. Indians realized they didn't have to go out and hunt all the time because sometimes that wasn't practical. So now there's agriculture, and they're kind of worshiping that agriculture as life and as their sustenance. Um, And then he goes on to talk about how the difference between animals and plants, how animals, if something dies, you know, the body's there, it seems to be dead. But with plants, there's pruning. So if you actually um, cut a, a plant in a specific way, it'll help the tree grow. And so these are examples of, of rebirth and kind of the circle of life sort of thing. And the myth of death, how, you know, it's something to be feared, particularly in Western cultures. Death is such a, you know, something to be feared and scared of. If you think about it, when the tree grows, the leaves fall to the ground. They decompose. There are creatures on the ground, worms and beetles and bugs and shit that chew up the worms and crap it out and they fertilize and the forest and trees grow stronger, taller. They produce fruit, which we eat, and the whole ecosystem survives on. So, um, think about that. We thought of ourselves as uh, something not like that was a finite being, finite life force that is just going to grow and then die finally, and it's the end. I mean, you can make a case for, if it if we could reframe things, it's the circle of life, man, this is the fucking way it is, you know, and all these, those uh, creation myths uh, about uh, life and growth and agriculture and all that. They go a long way in explaining how primitive people, or people that we consider primitive, how they fucking made sense of things. This guy. Some characters about town on this Friday, my friends, tell you that. So... That's some interesting stuff to me. Let's see if there's anything else worth mentioning there. Oh, there was a speech by Chief Seattle that I got to share. Um, I won't share it now, audibly, but I want you to look that up. Freaking beautiful thing. This is about, I imagine it was at the time when white man came in and we were pushing the Native Americans out off their land and significance of the buffalo is another thing. Um how they used to really respect it and follow the herds and take only what they needed. And then, you know, we went out and we killed the buffalo and their skins, their pelts were the the most uh, valuable thing to take from them in our society. So we kill all these vast herds of buffalo and let the uh, carcasses just rot there on the plains and how much of a sin that that was. 
their entire civilization, the way that they they thought and, um, about the world and other people and other life forms. I mean, they thought rocks and trees and the earth were sacred. You know, we don't really go that far in our society. In fact, we shit all over those things. It's inanimate. You know, we don't respect them. So, find that very interesting, my friends. Very, very interesting what Chief Seattle said. So, if you want to uh, hear a, a, some sound friggin' wisdom about uh, how we should regard the earth and one another and respect and all that, it's pretty neat. And I think if I can end on anything, the topic of pruning. Think about maybe in terms of motivation, the things that we do, the mistakes that we make, we can prune off of those little limbs of of our sapling, of our growing being, evolving being, you know, and as a result of letting those things go, letting those... um, those struggles, those mistakes, those um, negatives, letting them pass and moving on, learning from them, but moving on, we can prune our tree, right? And how cool would that be to, in, in the philosophy of, of that? I think that's really, really neat. So think about that, my friends. I want everybody to have a wonderful weekend. Waiting for this dickhead to turn, get out of my face. No. Thank you. So I'm gonna hydrate my ass big time. I have my breakfast. I'm gonna see the first couple patients of the day. Day should go fairly quickly and uneventfully, positively. Kick ass and take names. I hope the same for you guys. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I'll talk to you soon.